are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, hosted by Quincy Wheeler and Friends, a podcast about the Cleveland professional baseball team and its fans. Welcome to the Guardians Fancast. It's Guardians Party Line, and we're in a subdued mood at the moment because a bird has died. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Uh, Well, for a minute there, it looked like maybe the bird died so that the Guardians could live again, but uh, it didn't quite turn out that way as we might have hoped. Will Brennan hit a home run and then did a bird. Uh, celebration i saw josh naylor do bird celebration and and uh they're not mocking the bird's death not at all but uh <laughs> they're avenging him they're avenging to. the bird that they <laughs> avenge killed. the fallen <laughs> avenge the fallen bird that they killed um so yeah in case you haven't heard will brennan hit a single off of bird the other day and uh the guardians won a game but then they lost a the game to the white Sox. so I last year, you know, throughout a baseball season, I'll have points where I say, this is a really important game. I really feel like they need to win this game to put the season back on track. And uh, so last year, whenever I felt that way, they would win that game. Practically, I think almost every time they would just find a way to win that game. Uh, I feel like tomorrow is that game. For I'll me. be at <laughs> like, the next three games. So uh, that's good news, Alyssa. But tomorrow for me really feels like it. Obviously, it's 160 games. It's not a must win. But I feel like getting two of three from the White Sox would make me feel a ton better about where they are right now. Especially only taking one from them last week. Yeah. Yeah. So Cal Quantrill, no pressure. All our hopes rely on you. I know that Cal Quantrill can handle it. He's He's at home. He'll be wearing red. Yep. (laughs) Famous last words. We'll be playing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's so weird because I went to like so many of my like the first games I went to like probably the first eight last season they were all Cal starts. So when my Chemical Romance wasn't playing like the first game I went to, I was like, "This is weird. Why isn't it playing?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he'll he'll come out there and and be nails. I just know it. Um, Allie, I noticed that you have a phone on your wall. I'm sorry, I'm just amazed oh. by this. Is this an actual landline? No, this is the, I don't know what you call it. It's like the intercom? Yeah, only it's to the outside door of this building has like a keypad. And if people want to come in, they can call and I can let them in from out here. And then I have a fob, but if you don't have a fob, you can call. It's great for (laughs) when you forget your fob and then you have to use the keypad to call your neighbors to let you in. That's the um, I've really used it. It does not actually call people. Ah, uh, for a second there, I thought we had a, a dinosaur, uh, the sighting like of an actual landline. But no, Alyssa- I'm I'm not that old. What is a landline? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, so true. My children are gonna have no idea what that they is. They don't know VHS tapes. I grew no. up with those. I'm not that young. Yeah, no, not at all. They won't know what it was like to see 
the Guardians score to like five Brian runs a game. Shaw pitch. <laughs> to see I Brian want, Shaw. We get a turn, right, where we score 20 runs like what the Blue Jays are doing right now. Like that's going to happen. No. no? Okay. <laughs> you want to know so, what Ranger. Do you want to know what the Guardians <laughs> need? So the, the Blue Jays, they were not doing that great. Then they brought Ernie Clement up. And what happened? They won 20 to 1. So I'm pretty sure Ernie's the reason they won. Um, this is also me announcing that I am a Blue Jays fan. Uh <laughs> lifelong, in fact. I don't lifelong know how she ended up here. <laughs> season ticket holder for 30 years. I'm spending five thousand dollars per season on my season tickets <laughs> for the Blue Jays. <laughs> It's too much to waste your time on non-competitive baseball. It's too long of a season. So <laughs> Blue Jays, long. Blue Jays, get it together, Blue Jays. Go and Jays. you are, you are because Ernie Clement's here to save the day. What was funny though, because my sister beat me to finding out that um, Ernie was going to be on their team. And what I should point out to some people is my sister is a Blue Jays fan. So I've been following them. Um, but like they got him. I'm losing train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> they got him. Uh, you followed him. him. In, in, in Toledo, you were following him. Was that what you were going to say? No, I just lost train of thought. That's I was right. like, I have this grand story. And we're then I'm there. like. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> oh, wait, Andrew. I do remember what I was going to say. Oh, go Tom ahead. messaged me and he goes, well, Ernie's staying in your family. <laughs> ah, there you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Andrew, you were actually at the game now. Yes, I was. And pitching yesterday. I and did pitching pitch yesterday. yesterday. You pitched very well yesterday. Congratulations I, on that, Hunter. I, oh, thank you. I put the wig back on for, uh, <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> well, uh, can you report anything nice, uh, encouraging from the game? I uh, I felt our we had a better approach to the plate than in the past. I don't know if that got uh, true or not. I just felt that way. Uh, we weren't swinging at everything. Uh and you know, I uh, took took pitches we needed to pitch. Uh, had a couple of nice foul balls. Uh, Zunino had a really good at bat at the end up until that last pitch uh, when he swung it one at his eyes. But uh, I felt like the the offense only scored two runs, but like I felt they were in it. I never felt like felt like they couldn't come back or they they couldn't win this game. It just today felt just like one of those games we just didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, well. Shout out to Angel De Los Santos, who was finally oh, yeah. put in a high leverage situation. The stuff was angelic. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for that report, Andrew. I, you know, I, I thought today was pretty encouraging in a lot of ways. It seemed like a lot of today was sequencing issues, like guys got the big hit at the wrong time. Yeah. Like that Jose triple would have come a lot better the previous time that he was up. Um, if he and I could do think, find that, then the Naylor double. Right. I do think that Jose is definitely seeing the ball pretty well right now. So that okay. I imagine yeah. we'll see some some improvement in his stats as time goes on. Peyton, welcome to the call. Yes. The match fans were like livid after his home run the other night. Other that was night. a monster home run. <laughs> he <laughs> hammered that. Yeah. There was, I heard nothing but cursing behind me. I, I, I don't know. What happened? I every time I'm in the standing room, I sit, I stand, I end up standing next to like the worst of the worst. Someone said Jose ne- ne- needed to be benched after that error. Yeah, and like yeah, it took every answer not okay. to turn and yell at them. Like, are you serious, Jose Ramirez? 
Like easily, <laughs> like really. Go ahead, you replace Tito. Go ahead. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the other the other thing I, I was about to say about that on um <laughs> in the group chat before I saw the the link is that I think it's easy yes to be critical, but I think Tito is also like bouncing a really fine line, which is the fact that our rotation's young, but at the same time not trying to overuse the bullpen and also try to win games, and that's not easy to do. Especially yeah. when like three when like your back half of your rotation, your back three is for our guys who are pretty much maybe 10, 12, I'm assuming at most 15 starts between them and at the major league level, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah, it, it was surprising to me how much he let Logan Allen try to figure it out in that seventh. I think that might have been the only thing that I'll I'll maybe come down on Tito a bit on out of the things that happened in this game because this is a night game before a day game to end the series. It's getaway day tomorrow. You probably want to keep the people on your bench on your bench if you can help it because Tyler. Yeah, yep, Sorry. yep. He'll probably be playing tomorrow. Um, and we'll probably get a weird DH situation where Med Rosario is still in the two hole. But that that's another complaint for another day. As long uh, as for, he's not playing at defense. So right, right. For today, like I can understand not putting in someone to bat for Mike Sanino in case you need, you know, you don't want Cam Gallagher to come in and catch. Um, you don't want maybe to burn Tyler Freeman or Miles Straw on the bases because you want to give them like Freeman doesn't need a full day off. Don't say, get Tyler's me wrong, exhausted like, right now. <laughs> yeah, sitting on the bench is really hard work, and the only way to keep him fresh is to keep him on the bench. But anyway, um, Miles <laughs> Straw, you can totally see the argument to keep the legs fresh. Like, I can understand those decisions. Riding Logan Allen in the seventh when he was getting, you know, a little bit of bad luck here, some hard contact there, um, just some traffic. I'm surprised that he stuck with a rookie for that long, and I think that's overall a good thing. I think that like he trusts his guys mm-hmm. to go out yeah, there and, exactly. and Logan giving him a reason to believe that he's yeah. capable of getting out of that, even though he didn't this time. I might not right, have done that. And then the right pitch. Hey, but he might the next time. That up. Yeah. yeah. He, he might the next time. Tito was just one batter. I thought yeah. Yeah. one or two one batters too far. long. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, once he got the bases loaded, bring in De Los Santos. But, uh, but other than that, like I, I, I'm fine with him trying to let Logan L fi- uh, figure that out. He needs to do that at some point. Um, and and he got, had his previous two starts. He had, yeah, he's got nerves of steel. He's got great composure on the mound. So I like, you could definitely see like he, he, he can do it. He, he's not going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still, I think this is what start five or six for him. So, yeah. In this matchup though, where you don't get like a, a little bit of a oasis, you don't have any lefties that stick every day in the Sox lineup. Um, all their switch hitters are pretty tough on that platoon side and their righties tend to mash lefties. That's one of the things where I would have been like, maybe we see someone, maybe we see De Los Santos sooner, but like, maybe you don't have him start that inning, but I get it. Like I do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think anything today was like fire Tito worthy. No, no, no. It's it, and like, the bell mistake too is also just as much of an impact. And obviously Jose's air, who knows what happens if that doesn't happen. Right. And that's not a hard hit ball. Right, like that's, yeah. that's not much of anything. So like it's to act like it's just Logan Allen and that mistake's just to meet a little bit doomsday. And and uh, and honestly, I have no issue with with Joshua being thrown at home. Um, I thought either. that was getting through uh, from my angle on left field. Uh, Sarbaugh definitely probably thought that was getting through with Anderson at short. Um, and you know, with two outs, that throw should go to first base. 
And so his value is probably not. And of course, his value is probably not very good right now. Anderson. Of course, that was Himmy because Himmy, like, he had that hit, but it's just wrong place, wrong time. It's been a lot of hard luck for him lately. Because if Anderson throws the first, he's not beating Jimenez there. Jimenez got, got credit for the hit. Like, Jimenez beats that out, and then, you know, Sarver looks like a genius sending Bell uh, home then. It's just yeah. Anderson, made, he, he made a smart play, made a good throw home. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Tito <laughs> said after the game that Sarva thought that the ball had got through. That's why he sent Bells, that he thought the ball got through. So everybody can make mistakes. I want Sarbot to be aggressive. I really do want him to be aggressive in general. Fire so, Sarby. <laughs> so I, I am, I am fine with him making a mistake, trying to be aggressive. And uh, I, I guess I would say, I did wonder about Logan Allen pitching that one last batter. And after the game, Meisel asked Tito about it. And Tito said he wanted to try to get Allen through the bottom of the order. He basically said, Roman Gonzalez, I think he's got a low OPS is what Tito said. And he's like, so it's, it's a decent matchup. I wondered um, who did they have on the bench? Do you get, do you know, off the top of your head, Mike, I wondered about, cause I was trying to think when, when he started to get guys on base, my immediate thought, whenever guys get on base and you have a right-handed heavy lineup is give me Nick Sandlin, get Nick yeah. Sandlin in the game because he will get a ground ball. And, uh, ground ball might get through but he'll get a ground ball and you can get a double play and get yourself out of trouble. Uh, so that was my, and I said that in the group chat, I was when he started struggling with Clint Fraser, I was like, Oh man, I hope that Nick Sandlin's up. Cause I wasn't able to. Sandlin hasn't pitched in a minute. I so, wonder if they were afraid he was going to walk him. I think I wonder Peter's if he was afraid of a walk, but Tito will bring in Sandlin in those situations. Right. The and then he'll, he'll, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll ride because... them. Doing much when he brought in Karen Jack when he did the other day. Yeah. 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 We definitely saw improvement from Tito's managerial uh, skill um, uh, uh, issues for the year because Karen Jack didn't come in. Yeah. Yeah. I like the choices he He, made. He came in in the eighth, but like they had already been like the show was. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly I, yes. wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Tito is at the point where he's like, "I'm maybe not going to bring Karen Check into an inning with runners on base." It is. I, I wonder if he for might Karen Check to not pitch. <laughs> I wonder if he might be realizing that's not such a great idea at the moment with all the home runs he's given up, and he's got guys who are much better in the situation. I'd rather see Trevor Stephan there. I'd rather see De Los Santos there. I'd rather I see Nick Salem there. Earlier, I was so. like, "Why is De Los Santos?" never put in high leverage situations like there will be games where we're losing by a lot and i'm like why is he pitching so i'm glad right. he had the opportunity here and like proved why he should be in those situations yeah. i, mean, I don't think in the playoffs too like it's so right. frustrating he's done it in much higher more impact situations in right. like big games why is he not pitching in may in these situations like he showed you you can do it in october but so to answer your question quincy um adam hazley and gavin sheets would have been the lefties on the bench. And that's not really Adam Hazley. You, you take your chances. Do you guys think that Logan Allen would have pitched differently if he knew the bottom of the order would have gotten hits off of him? Um, so, yeah, I think there's something <laughs> to be said for like when you're facing a team with the bottom of the order like this, you know, you might want to like hold back a few miles per hour on your pitches. <laughs> so, like, does throw the a weather... few fewer splitters. Nib- does the nibble the corners. That at all? <laughs> does it make nibble... you sad pitching? And I know it's a fluke thing, but... What did he ask Karen Check the other day? 
I don't know. Was like, I was just, was it just a bad day? Yeah, it was just like yeah. wait for you to just stop feeling that day. day. <laughs> no, but, uh, it was no, great. It's all fine. It was well, imagine getting to the end of a day where you know you you've messed some things up. You haven't had a good day at work. Maybe you know you got mad at the wife or kids in my situation at one point or another. And at the end of the day, Paul Hoynes walks into your you know in the, into your living room and says. Was it just a bad day? I'd be like, yeah, Hoinsey, it was just a bad day. For being like, what? Quincy, when you when you lost your patience with your with your kid, uh, was that just like a a freak thing for you? Were you maybe just in the moment a little little caught up in it? And I know it's a fluke. I know that's not something that we can You just said it was a fluke. You said it was a fluke. You answered your own question. That's Tito. I I that was my favorite moment of any press conference this year when Tito just looks up and like fire coming out of his eyes. It's like you just told me it was a fluke. So welcome. So what? No, oh, the thing scanner again. Woo! The true uh, content king of the uh, party line is the uh, self checkout. <laughs> Thank you for shopping at Walmart. That was darn good. <laughs> Limited what fake. The I can't wait to fakes, listen back. Yeah, the limited fake uh, self scanner. That was great. Wow. Now we know that a list voices the to the ballpark. <laughs> now that we know that a list voices the self scanner. I uh, guess. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so yeah. Well, what else? What else can we say? I I mean, I, I it was nice to see him and us get a couple hits today. I mean, that's big for us is seeing him, uh, Gabriel Arias. Uh, also needs to continue to do what he's been Ooh, doing. He hit into a double play, unfortunately, but still at bats overall. He's ready for shortstop. Yeah. Yes, he is. The volley was... is rehabbing today. Morris is tomorrow, and Mackenzie is on Thursday. Yep. Next I wonder... mean maybe next week, right? We see that. Yeah. yeah. That's really yeah. a good thing for Morris too. That kind of came out of nowhere. He and his like, wife just no had a baby. Updates. He and Maybe his wife just why. had a baby, so it's like, okay, that's like as good a time as ever to take some time off. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. One thing I noticed today though was Arias in right field. Um, good. He was. So he had bad. a great catch against the wall. He had been bobbling, you know, the ball in the outfield in the past, but he looked really good there today. Uh, and even when uh. It was, I think, that doubled uh, down the right field line. He's got a cannon for an arm from right field. He, like, 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 like um, I could see him. He wound up and just fired that ball right in. I yeah, he could play anywhere. I'm yeah, happy about that, but there were a couple plays today where we just really needed him at shortstop, and I don't know if we've mentioned it yet, but that inning for Logan Allen does not happen if we yeah. have better right, defense. Yeah. Stuff. I think anyone else has better lateral movement than Ahmed at shortstop. He just he's a, he's a strict forward just, and backwards player. I can't even describe that, like, it. Just... Like I can't even describe it. He's got this weird thing where even in the forward and back, like the reaction speed is it's not what you want to see. It's just not what you come to the ballpark to see to, to quote a World Series winning manager. Um that it's just I, I it's inexplicable. It's like time stops for him or like keeps going for everyone else, but he's like frozen and he's a half second late to everything. It's just, it drives me up a wall. It's been, I was so mad with that one that for like any other short top shortstop, just like regular double play ball, but he just like let it go right past him. And I'm like, how, like when we watched Rokio at third last week, like 
I'm so mad. And I like kept saying when, well, I guess still, when Roki was playing in AAA, I cannot look at the stats because I get so mad. <laughs> like, How was it me? Yeah. And there was one where where um it, um it was a ball, you know, to the left to second base and Ahmed went and dote like slid for it, but he slid as the ball was past him is when he started to slide. I'm like if he slides a second earlier, he's got that ball, he's throwing the first, but like he just he was so late on that on on, on uh, that diving play. Our, our that's not a diving play for our our, our other shortstops. That's a backhand stop and throw. Yeah. Just, what about he the has stats? Zero lateral movement. What about the stats of him in hot versus cold weather? And, like, I know we have that whole debate of, like, oh, it's only May and, like, the weather. Okay. But it's, like, Ahmed Rosario is literally a hot weather, like, hitter. Like, it's wild. It's got to be real, right? Like, that's such a robust sample rate, size. It's, like, 850 at-bats of yeah. 134 um, WRC+. And if Kim Eng is interested, um, they did sign a second baseman to play third base in Gene Segura. And he can't hit anything right now maybe they can try a shortstop at third base and Ahmed Rosario because Segura had never played third before he signed with the Miami Marlins I just and the Marlins out. the Marlins are hanging out they're hanging out in the race so it's they're, not like they're completely well, out of it they yeah, that's because that division's awful well I mean they the division hasn't been playing up to up to snuff exactly but yeah. their pitching's legit I think there are things about Miami yeah. to tell you that they can yeah. contend for a while the East will, I be ever good, t- will be good, but I think that- they could make a wild card. Go ahead, Peyton. Did, you, did I ever tell you guys that uh, Joey Wendell was in uh, the same graduating college graduating class as my brother? No, oh, awesome. Yeah. Joey, did he wear batting gloves then? He doesn't now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they won the divi- they, they won the division two championship his last year at Westchester. Wow. Well, when this you why it was major really league- cool. When you have a major league player on your baseball team, you're probably going to do pretty well most of the time. That's good to see. Um, my college's baseball team is going to super regionals for D3. Oh, my college's cool. baseball Yellow jackets. team <laughs> blows everyone out in the regular season and then gets blown out the postseason every year. It's fantastic. Always, <laughs> always like top 15 in the country, and then they get embarrassed in the playoffs. Yeah. I, it, I I will say, you know, some things that are encouraging uh, Arias playing so well is just so great to see, like if he like, can turn out to be an above average hitter and, you know, get to some of that power. Uh, that's that's huge. That is so I huge. Think but he does right at first. But now I'm like, OK, I, I it's see the been vision. one week and immediately like just the capacity to improve is so impressive because he looked lost every day at bats. He I mean, looks yeah. confident too. I'm not even talking about at the plate. Like we watched Ahmed Rosario look like a like a duck out there, like a like a duckling that lost their mother for uh, maybe we shouldn't joke about birds oh. and losing <laughs> birds right now. Too soon. Well, too you, soon. you see, you see, it's it's fitting though because uh, Gabriel Arias is clearly not that. They've progressed past the need for for mother duckling. <laughs> yeah, it it does emphasize how bad Ahmed is at shortstop to see guys like Arias and Rokio play. Like I think Rokio's got some work to do, but you can see like how special he can be there. And Arias is just like a demigod out there. And then you have Ahmed and you're like, oh dang, why does it have to be this way? Which like if he does DH 
fine, but you know he's gonna be back at short the next day. It's fine if I'm at DHs right now because Josh Bell can't hit the ball out of the infield. He's got a negative 37 launch angle every time he hits the ball. So I, I'm and tired that of swing it. lately. Looks just brutal. I I love Josh Bell as a human being. I can Thanks, tell Robert. that like I would adore having him around my life in general. But he really needs to start figuring out how to hit the baseball because it is tough right now. Anytime he hits the ball, it literally goes like 10 feet because he's got zero launch angle going on. And I, the only thing is, I know he knows that because he'll bring it up in post-game interviews. God bless him. He'll be not afraid to say launch angle unlike most baseball players. Uh, and I imagine Tito breaks out in hives whenever he hears him say it. But then he uh, but he can't get there. It's just so oh, I do feel like eventually he's going to figure it out. And probably like the month of July, he'll hit 15 homers. And then just when we think all hopes lost, we'll win like 10 games or something. But and then Avery will be like, see, this is why. <laughs> oh, Avery. Back in May, when you guys are talking about Josh Bell being bad. <laughs> I think he's going to start figure thinking. it out, hopefully before yeah. that. I think he will. And I don't know what the likelihood of this is, but. Quincy, are you prepared for the possibility of uh, the opt-in? Yeah, it, he yeah, probably like, will opt-in. He's got it, so we're gonna have to have him figure it out the next year too. That's it's gonna be. He's got like some consistency, like between the two years, and it's just not his profile. He's he's never been a very consistent guy, even when he's been good. When he finds it, though, he's a pretty special player. So I just mm-hmm. won a silver circle last year. It. Yeah, and and he won it in a in a contract year where he played lights out for the first eighty five games, and then he, f- he got traded, and it was like a vacuum came but, like like the monsters took his his uh, baseball ability. But then he found it in the playoffs and hit very right. well in the playoffs. So I, I don't. It, it is going to happen. It just is so hard to watch and, and wait for it to happen. Do you think he's also adjusting the ballpark at all? I don't think I, I don't, so. I don't, I don't think, think that's so. as much of a of an issue. Uh, I mean, like Washington's pretty straight. When I see him in Pittsburgh in July, <laughs> that might light him up. That might light him up. I do know the one. The, I I always discounted like ballpark stuff, but I do know that there are times where guys will say, "I hate the hitter's eye somewhere." Um, so, you know, I forget, I forget where it is, but Mike Trout, he specifically, I think it's one of the teams in the West. And if you look at his stats, maybe it's Houston. Uh, if you look at his stats in that place, he just does not hit as well as, as he does in some of other places. And, and he's said before that he just, he had the hitter's eye there. doesn't agree with him. I would and, hit uh, that in Oakland because yeah. I hate those car, like little ads in the, in the outfield. Yeah. They terrify me. The um, uh, eternal Gabriel Arias comp, Willie Adamas, hates hitting in Tampa Bay, which was unfortunate because it's where he came up. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that can't when... happen. Hopefully that's not the case for Josh Bell and Progressive Field. I, I doubt it because I've never heard – Progressive Field tends to be a very pro-hitters ballpark. So It's at, well, least, that's where I was, it's at least like – That's what I was thinking about record. last year, yeah. though, Yeah. With, with the trade, though, because of the fact that, like, he was going from probably a hitters park in Washington – to a very pitcher-friendly park with a lot of caverns out in uh, San Diego. Yeah, it, when but he really Garrett just wasn't elevating the ball. Yeah, it's it's always comes down to launching with Bill. Uh, yeah, well, one thing uh, we also saw is his first month in every every time he switched teams, that first month is bad. And I think because the team was playing so bad, I think he he was trying to press early into May, 
Uh, and yeah. I think he's just I think because we're scoring two and a half runs, three runs a game, I think I think he's still trying to press a little bit. And you can see it in the, in 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 his strikeout tonight. He wanted to hit the ball, but it's just like he wanted to swing. It just was not the pitch to swing at. But his brain said swing before. Um, I'm sorry. His, his, his hand said swing before his brain could stop him. Yeah, that yeah. swing was ugly. I will say Arias is giving me a lot of hope, and I don't know if it's just like the oh, like okay, we're putting him in the outfield. But I don't know. There's something about him heating up recently that like I don't know it's feeling like a bit of a void so, even if like, like we can't trade Shane Bieber to the Cardinals for um, Oscar Mercado oh Oscar Mercado that's attainable <laughs> now, now we're outfielder. talking here uh, you go yeah, do you think the Cardinals fans will agree to Oscar Mercado straight up for Shane Bieber <laughs> oh, I think we have to like talk him off the ledge right. a little they bit they may still find a way to they have may want Brian Rocchio too Right, right. You got to throw, throw in, in as that throw. doesn't really make much sense if you look. Oh yeah, system. and then Cardinals fans telling me that they have so many infielders too, as well as their outfielders. I'm like, somebody needs to tell the prospect evaluators because I... yeah, because like I mean, beyond Mason Wynn, it's really that's like. A and I, I don't, I don't love Mason Wynn, so I guess that's where I'm kind of off track with them. But anyway, yeah, Allie, were you gonna say something? Oh, oh no, just that I think Oscar Mercado for Shane Bieber is a great deal. <laughs> Yeah, you want a right fielder who's hitting well right now? Here you go. <laughs> I do always love Clement. Who says no? That I say Os- absolutely. That Oscar Mercado first week always hits like a freight train. When he oh, had a grand like slam as our first home run last season, like the what? first week of the season, the man will hit like four fifty and hit three homers, and and then after that, he goes That's back it. to being Oscar Mercado. Yeah, he gets back into potato mode. But like to, to Gabriel Arias generally, I think that it's exciting to hear him hit, to see him hit, to see the ball actually like go when someone makes contact. Because this team, this team, they just no one hits the ball hard. And it's been so refreshing for someone to come in and hit the ball hard, you know, after a month of really struggling with irregular playing time to see him start coming around. And his it, at bats, it, they, a lot of them look good. really good. Yeah. He like waits, he's patient and it's just really nice to see right Speaking now. Speaking of hitting the ball hard, did anyone notice that we had a home run from our center fielder today? <laughs> we did. Miles that ball had wings on it. Her, I'm just saying that is why I would like to see Will Brennan start in center field a little more often. I shouldn't joke because everybody's uh, going to think that I wasn't watching the game. And I also, I like thought Miles Straw was in center and they'd be like, you're too busy paying attention to the Jays. <laughs> oh, they caught you well, cheating on the Guardians. Listen, who could cheating. blame you with that handsome devil, Ernie Clement? Listen, Alec Manoa, I mean, under Ernie the Clement, live television. The Bisons tweeted, I was like, trying congratulations. To think... I said, congrats. Other people did. Ernie only liked my message. <laughs> I... <laughs> I you. When you were saying, how could you not be distracted by some of the beautiful the Blue Jays? I was trying to think of the ugliest Blue Jay I could think of. And uh, originally Chris the first Bassett's name that politics. Oh, Chris Bassett. Yeah, Chris I don't know Bass. what he looks like as a human being, though. Wait, what about but that was awesome. Not Bassett, but <laughs> that was a series. Bat flips on racism. Bat flips on Chris Bassett. That may have been the highlight of the season right there. But then um, I was going to say Rowdy Telez. I feel like he's kind of a not super attractive human being. Well, what about uh, Bat? I think he's, he's not on there the anymore. He's now, on the yeah. Brewers now. He's on the Brewers. He's hitting very well, too. I love Rowdy Telez. With Merrifield. 
Ah, yes, he's 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 not super. They have a Boo. bullpen pitcher with the last name of Bass, and he was the one on Twitter who was like, "My pregnant wife, like Anthony Bass, <laughs> me to clean up our kids' mess Isn't on the bus." Oh yeah, yeah, he's that. the main yeah. character. Yeah, he's the Karen check. I went with Alec Manoa. I, I, he's kind of a a weird. He's having a person. weird season. Yeah, he's yes. having a bad time. See, I am paying attention. <laughs> He's always like ticked off too, like Lance Lynn. He's kind of got that Lance Lynn demeanor of always ticked off about something, which isn't He's my favorite. He's on my fantasy team too, which also hurts. Yeah, that you know, does hurt. I think is weird. How come <laughs> Mike Clevenger gets injured as soon as he's supposed to be starting against us in Cleveland? With a right wrist injury, no hmm. less. Uh, signed right. with Kansas yeah, City. Now, yeah, now that Jose and Josh Naylor are back in the lineup, I'm so How bitter crazy. about that. I'm so confident they both would have had two home runs off Mike Clevenger. What a Instead, no one hit Jesse Schultz. Yes, right. Oh, I was so they, mad because they're You can't blame Jose and Josh for being disappointed. Their starter the other day who only pitched their first inning, Miles Straw, had a home run off of him at some point, and they pulled him before they could get to Straw because I know they were terrified. They were scared. <laughs> I'm scared every time Jimmy Lambert pitches, and I don't root for the White Sox, so like I get it. Oh, the White Sox. I, I, I said I wanted to rant about the White Sox. I'm just saying, even if the White Sox win tomorrow – they're still just pathetic. Like, I just, I don't understand how anybody enjoys watching that team because if they go on a huge run, they're just going to, they're just going to slump. They're going to crumble. They have, they have nothing in the minors. There's nothing like this is their shot. This is the season. And you know what they did this off season? They signed Andrew Benatendi. That was it. They're just the biggest contract in team in history, which history. is smaller than the Cleveland guardians, uh, top contract in franchise history. I mean, it doesn't really get more pathetic than that for a market like Chicago, does it? That is unacceptable. I'm like, just they waiting. shouldn't accept that. I'm waiting I, for the crumble partnership. I'm waiting for their little logos on their sleeves to be crumble cookie. Every time I see a crumble, I think White Sox. As like, soon as that I, happens, I, that's the most appetizing, appetizing thing about the White Sox I wonder, in their history. The I wonder White Sox if Reinsdorf is bad. What's I wonder bad? if Reins- What's, the what's uh, White bad? Sox media, they oh, like yeah. they 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 have no respect for anyone else in the league. They're constantly putting people down, uh, yeah, telling other fans to like to suck it or you know you know shoving it down people's throats. Hi, we beat you today. Like they beat us last week. Go, oh yeah, um, we gave the Guardians their reckoning for last year. I'm like, but what, you were the only ones running your mouth last said year. We'd crumble last year. Look what like, happened. And the, the White Sox on NBC tweeted out. Um, a meme saying, "Where's everyone else in the AL Central?" Before I forgot the about that started. one. Like they they <laughs> run their season. mouth constantly. Honestly, Gian's a moron half the time he opens his mouth. Um, but like their media is not good. It's not a fun thing to interact with, and so they can't draw in new fans that way. They're just like, obnoxious and arrogant are, with no like right to be. Yeah, like growing up, I I never really truly hated anyone um um, um anyone else in the division except the White Sox. Like I didn't like the Royals, Twins, and Tigers because like they're our rivals, but I understood they like their their broadcasts were always respectful. They always seemed to you know enjoy the game of baseball. I've never had a positive experience listening to any White Sox media, whether that be radio, TV, or the po- pre and post game, because it's just miserable. They seem to hate baseball, and they're not they do not interact well with anyone else in the league, and Yo, so Peyton. it's really hard to grow a fan base that way. 
Especially when, you when, wanna, you're, when you're the, the little brother in the city. Did you want to hit on the uh, Jerry Reinsdorf effect, Peyton? I was wondering if I think I didn't realize how like poor Reindorf is. I expected him for 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 a two team owner to have more money. I was shocked to see like he's I think poorer than even the Dolans. Well, and, and like poorer relatively speaking, like people loan him money all day against the Bulls and the White Sox. He's just but, I'm, but I wonder like is he like I'm I'm saying in terms of like net worth. I wonder where he ranks in terms of like net worth for like a guy who owns two ma- two major sports teams. Yeah, owning, you think pretty low. Owning sports teams is for the birds. That's what Avery told me today. Right. Um, they have he's no worth money. only like two billion. Like I would yeah. think if you're owning hey, two major sports teams, you'd be worth a lot more than that, especially in a market like Chicago. And if you it's like shocking. on the Bills uh, or not on the Bills, on the Bulls <laughs> and on the um, on the White Sox should be in that ballpark. Like, yeah. like, there's no way that's his net worth. If anyone's, not the bag. if anyone's not familiar with Avery on Twitter, good. But he was telling me that <laughs> um, that Artie Moreno from the Angels has seen how dangerous it is to spend money on the Angels. And I was pointing he out keeps that doing it. He just he keeps bought, spending all this money. He bought the Angels for $183 million, and he's going to sell them for $3 billion. So I don't know what to tell you. It's a very profitable industry. Hopefully tomorrow will be a profitable day for the Guardians and they'll be able to pull things off. We'll have a short night's sleep. Before you know it, they'll be back on the field hitting home runs, hitting birds, and getting wins. Considering I'm a 30-year season ticket holder um, and I'm going to be there tomorrow and Friday and Saturday, I expect some wins. Make As my you $5, should. Yeah, worth that, that's, it. that's what you deserve as a season ticket holder. For is, 30 uh, years. Winning baseball every time you're there. You owe it to Unless us. you're uh, a certain somebody who we all know and hate. <laughs> I, I, I think this is genuine. <laughs> I uh, I will uh, appreciate Alyssa going and being good luck charm tomorrow, and hopefully they'll get out of it and get this win. So thanks, everybody. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.